0: Hi, I'm Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Often, And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and so thank
1: you for listening. Today, we will be doing another What's on Our Hearts episode, and we will be discussing using our imagination.
2: Our scripture for today is from Proverbs 23, 7a. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah, that's good. All right, so using our
0: imagination is our topic.
2: And before we get started,
0: I want to say that this was the thing that changed how I viewed God and his kingdom. I never understood how powerful our imaginations are, I mm-hmm. studied about it. Yeah, you know, It's not something that's taught in most churches, probably because most people don't truly understand what God intended it for. And it was a game changer for me. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, when we think about using our imagination, most people think about Disney movies or cartoons. And some might think it's more for children than it is for adults. But really, it's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So God uniquely made each one of us in His image. He gave us our bodies, and we can see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. But he also gave us our mind, and it is more powerful than most of us you know, Most of us understand. Mm-hmm. And our enemy, the devil, knows. He knows how powerful our minds are. It's the reason he attacks us in our minds. If he can suppress, oppress, or depress our minds, then the enemy has, has won a major battle, and it wrecks our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we truly understand how god created our minds to work we would know and understand what the enemy is constantly trying to do and we would know how to stop it mm-hmm. so you know understanding how the imagination works it changed everything for me like i've already said it opened my spiritual eyes and i have since had many encounters in the spirit realm as well as is heaven it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. yes. and we've you've probably heard us talk about andrew womack several times before but he's got a book he's got several books but this one's titled the power of imagination And I'm going to read a few quotes from there because it's really good. It was so helpful for us. So Andrew says, you know, our imagination is the frame or spine of our existence. It's the doorway to our potential and affects the way that we view life. But people relegate imagination to the realm of childhood fantasy, just like I was talking about. They underestimate its influence in their lives and try to receive from God without first activating their imagination i love that Mm -hmm. you know womack describes imagination as the process or power of forming a mental image of something not real or present many people confuse imagination with vision but vision is a mental image produced by the imagination you can't have vision without imagination and he goes on to say imagination is the ability to see what the with the mind which you cannot see with the eyes if your imagination is not properly directed it will limit what God could do in your life. Mm-hmm. I love I love what he says, he says there. You know, that if our imagination is not properly directed, it limits what God can do for us mm-hmm. in our life. It's so true. You see, the enemy wants to stop God's plan for us. So he attacks our minds so we can't think past the storm that we're in. And over time, because the enemy is constantly whispering lies, our minds are not directed to truth any longer. It is a vicious game the enemy loves to play. And it's so important that we understand this so we can beat the enemy in his own game.
2: Yeah. And Andrew Rolmack also talks about having a divine imagination. Yes. So you've got to do some cleansing to your imagination because we we can imagine all kinds of things, right? right? Not, Perverse not God, things, right? right? A wrong right. things. Evil things. Dark, evil things. So if you give your mind over to Satan, you're going to go in that direction and right. that kind of thinking. But if you give your mind over to the Lord and the Holy Spirit, so he can good. he can cleanse our imagination, and he can cleanse our mind of, of those things that right. you know, pervert us, right? Yes, right. And so it's a kind of a offering up your mind to the Lord right. and asking him to take over, right? Yes. So San- it's sanctifying it. Uh, exactly. That's what I was trying to think, and yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. But yeah, sanctifying your imagination is making it holy right sanctification is holiness right right Right. so we want to do that process before the lord before giving it you know taking it into those times of meditation and all that kind of stuff it's a preparation yeah right right it's it's, It's discipline. yeah really about it is
1: it's such a powerful tool he wants us using it for good reasons right for good yes Mm -hmm. that's good You know, it's super important, I believe, in sitting with the Lord or or waiting on Him in prayer. Mm -hmm. It is sitting in silence. Yeah, that's how you you start with the whole Mm -hmm. imagination thing. Yeah. It's good. Silence is defined in the dictionary as complete absence of sound. Yep. And synonyms are quietness, quiet, quietude, still, stillness, hush, tranquility, noiselessness, soundlessness, peace peacefulness peace and quiet i
0: could just sit here right now all those words just resonate with me because when i'm sitting with him all of those things
1: you feel all those
0: things yeah, yeah.
2: and it's, it's hard too. in this world to find a quiet place it is it's really hard with no interruptions <laughs> right you know and Mom! I, I think that's why because i was so distracted easily you yeah know, still am squirrel <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> But because I am easily distracted, the Lord, you know, when he called me to prayer in 2000, he said, I want you to come to me at 530 in the morning. Well, when you get up at 530 in the it's morning, pretty quiet. it's not only dark, it's very, very quiet. Yeah. And the cars and the traffic hasn't started yet. Yeah. You know, if you live by a busy street, you're going to hear cars, you know. And in my neighborhood, it was more new construction. And I would always, I still oh, hear wow. trucks at 5 a.m. Going up and down the road, the big, you know, dump trucks, yeah. they're already getting in place and ready to work. Right. So to get up in the middle of the night or early in the morning, it is so much more quieter. If yeah. I waited till later in the morning, you know, in the summertime, you already hear the edgers and the mowers going at 7 a.m. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, it's distracting. It is. And so I really have to work hard yeah. at blocking that out when I'm spending time with God. Yeah. You know, at a later time, and it takes practice. Yeah, it's, it's a distraction. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but I was just thought I'd add that in. that's yeah. that's when it's really quiet. Yeah, <laughs> really. Early. If you really want quiet, <laughs> yeah, or probably really late at night. But
1: exactly, I've done. That. I can never make it that
2: late. <laughs> then you fall asleep. <laughs> that. That's the only problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm too tired.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sound in general can be a major distraction, mm-hmm. and. You know, what is what is the value of silence and waiting on the Lord? Natural sound is a connection to the natural realm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's a good example in Kings 19, 11 through 13, with the example of Elijah mm-hmm. and
2: his revelation. We see the value of silence. Right, because he heard the still, small voice. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in, you know, all these big, huge things he heard his voice in the, the silence Still. and the stillness. Yeah, yeah that's
1: powerful. Mm-hmm. And the, as you're saying, Laura, the noise of the world will try to drown out not only the voice of God, but the voice of our own spirits mm-hmm. and the voice of our conscience. Mm-hmm. That's good. And silence is a place where you can hear your own thoughts and reflect on your life and God. Right. Mm-hmm. When we come before the Lord in silence, we're making a statement. Lord, there's nothing I want to hear more than your voice. Mm-hmm. What you have to say to me is important. And you think about that, you know, when you're doing that, you're going to be, he didn't want you to do that. No, he doesn't. But he's
0: going to try and distract you. Right. He's going to try to not only distract you with, you know, your husband or your children or your, your spouse or, or your dog, mm-hmm. um, he's going to distract you in your mind with thoughts because he doesn't yeah. want you sitting there being still before the Lord because he knows. The Lord speaking in your life is powerful, mm-hmm. and it will change you, which will affect
2: it, the world in a positive way. Right. More, so so. More distractions, the yeah. less you communicate with God. Right.
1: And right. if you start with a verse, you know, and you go on to, uh, is it you version, on your phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not good. The app. <laughs>
2: <There's> <laughs> right. And many you start distractions. scrolling through and, uh, oh, look, Facebook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, squirrel. So <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, of course, we can speak to God all day long, but there's mm-hmm. something special and intimate about hiding away with the Lord in silence yep. to listen to His voice. That's yeah.
2: good. You know, God gave us our imagination to help us connect and communicate with God. Yep. We can imagine things before we do them, and it helps our mind think through those those processes. right? And some of the ways I use my imagination, you know, is to connect with God is like when I'm reading my Bible. Yeah. You know, just like when, you know, we read a book and you imagine the characters and the action that's taking place, right? Right. I'm using my imagination the same way, and we can ask the Holy Spirit to guide our thoughts while we're reading the scriptures to form the pictures or ask Him to to give you visions of how you're supposed to see things correctly. Right, right. You know, I've heard so many people say, did you see that movie? Oh, it was nothing like the book. Right. right? I hear that a
0: lot, right. too.
2: So, or the book's better. The or book's some, way better. Some people
0: say, well, no, the movie's better. because you." And I'm like, no, I like the detail. There's so much more detail on the book. And they right. can't fit it
1: all into a they movie. They can't. Right. And do you
2: know why we say that? Why? It's because it's our own imaginations that are at work yeah. when we're reading a book. That's that's such a good thing. Oh, point. wow. See? You're right. And so I'm like... I could totally make a movie. That's what I saw when I read that book. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Wow. So so again, that's why the imagination is so important. Yeah. And it's not just for children. Right. It's for life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like even during my prayer time, you know, intimate time alone with God, you can imagine how you see God and you can ask for visions from the Lord as well. Like God says, ask and you will receive. There's nothing wrong with asking for visions to see God and, and see His Word correctly. That's right. If led, you know, if Lord tells you to decree something, right. say, in your prayer or whatever command, then I use my imagination to picture that of what I'm doing in the Spirit. Yeah. So, like, for example, you know, when I'm, I'm decreeing about there are certain areas of life and in our world that, just for example, right. ever since COVID hit in 2020— I knew there were strongholds in our world that were controlling things in our government and yeah. things like that. So I would picture them in my mind, and then I would—I ha- actually have a sword, a real sword in my office. And so I take that sword, and I slash it, and I knock it down, and I break it to pieces. Right. And I say, I smashed the blueprints of the enemy over this plant, you know, over this area, over my city. You know, maybe a nation or. over my nation. You know, and so these are things that I picture. And you're I, think, you're pictured that whole process. I picture in your it mind. in you're, my mind. You're destroying it, right? That's your imagination at work, right? Wow! By the Spirit of God. Yes. Yeah. Good. And and I do the same thing when I'm like for dream interpretation. Yeah. You know when or even when I've had dreams, those images stay in my mind and. It's a part of me because it's it's stuck in my imagination. Right. Because even when you dream, you're you're imagining those things, right? Your mind yeah. is it's like a whole movie inside your head. And so whenever someone tells me their dream, right, I use my imagination to picture what they're seeing in my own mind. It's as if, you know, like I'm seeing their dream for myself. Like as if I'm in their head, ha- you know, having the same dream. Yeah. It helps me to put the pieces of the puzzle of their dream together in my mind to give them the interpretation. But all of it is by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is the interpreter of the dreams. Yeah. You know, I I want (laughs) to say it too, because I've given, I've had several
0: visions, some of them in heaven, Mm -hmm. and I'll tell them to Laura. And Laura immediately, the Holy Spirit, it's so amazing. You said that the Lord, the Holy Spirit will start showing Laura the same things that I've seen. Yeah. She'll even give me details. (laughs) of my vision because the Holy Spirit's working through her mm-hmm. it's powerful when she starts I'm like, how do you how did you the Lord's just showing it to yeah. me, what you saw. It's a gift. Yeah.
2: It's a gift. It is. That's not
0: me. Right. <laughs> I'm like, how did you're not in my head. How did you see that? <laughs> I'm inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like no it's the holy spirit It is. that to me and it's
2: so amazing yeah cuz it was that one is. of the very first visions you had yeah. of being in heaven in the hall of faith and for our bible study group yeah. and stuff and and i could while she's telling me i could totally see it and i said wait did it look like this and you were like yes
1: <gasps> so
0: like, amazing
1: that's so cool
0: <laughs> that you're cool. like i was there with you you just didn't
1: know it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, it's cool well you know i had a dream the other day mhm Do you wanna interpret it? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. So Kathy and I went on a conference recently, a deliverance yeah conference, right? So I don't know what who these people were in my dream, but I know that we were it was like a camp or we were just traveling and and we were on the go, and it was a pit stop. So this was the dream. Like. Yes, this is the dream. <laughs> in Let the dream, you're making that. a pit stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at a rest a rest area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's totally pitch black out. And we just knew that we had to, everybody had to go to the bathroom. We had to keep going. Mm-hmm. We're on the go. We're on the go, yep. And then as I was waiting outside, I saw over in the distance a like a cone like a pillar Mm -hmm. not a cone a pillar yes of white cloud like material in this pillar so it it was definitely not smoke okay Mm -hmm. so it was a cloud it was it was a cloud and and it was going up into the sky it was just moving from the base of the ground and I couldn't see it I mean it was a city far away Mm -hmm. so and I was like what what is that is that a factory over there where you know and And then all of a sudden, the base of it, all of that started turning to bright orange flames Mm -hmm. in still in the cylinder type of shape. So it turned from a cloud
0: to a pillar of flame. Yeah, into
1: orange flame. Mm -hmm. And the white was going higher up, you know, into the sky that I couldn't see. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just heard an explosion over there and saw a little bit of residue like go up into the city. Like they were bombs, but like there were two that I heard and it was like a grenade was thrown maybe or, and, and I thought, oh my goodness, I hope those people are okay. Like, how are bombs going off? Right. Yeah. And so then what's going on. <laughs> right. And then I glanced far, far right in the direction right, which was hundreds of miles away. Yeah. And the same similar like pillar started coming up in white cloud like Okay, so this wasn't confined to that one spot, it right? Was, okay, it was quite far away. It was moving? No, it wasn't moving. This was a whole new pillar mm-hmm. of the same type of thing going on, and then two bombs. And I thought, what, what is going on? I was just concerned for people. Was it coming near us next? Mm-hmm. You know, we got it at
0: the end of the dream, or was it?
1: Then I woke up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and like when you were describing the the white pillar. Like the cloud. But it was a cloud. Like a kind of like a tornado, but it was it was more of a pillar shape. Yeah, not a cone shape, but a pillar shape. Yes. And when you were saying that, I immediately thought of the Israelites when they were going through the wilderness and Moses was leading them, and God said, I will lead you a day by day by a cloud or a pillar of cloud. He led them by day by the cloud, and it was a pillar. And then at night, he led them by fire, like a pillar of fire. So in the daytime, it was a cloud. And at nighttime, it was a... To protect was, them? To lead them. To lead them. Yeah. And like you said, you were with your group and you were stopping, making a pit stop. So you were on a journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And then, but the Lord is saying, I will, lead you, I will lead you in the day and I will lead you at night. And I'll show you where to go. And like you saw these bombs exploding or, or the explosions happening. And I, I believe this is what's coming in the future. Yeah, Like God was showing you, just like the Israelites, when they were led through the wilderness, a wilderness time. Right now, it's kind of a wilderness time in yeah, our society, right? right? For sure. And so God's saying, I'll lead you during the daytime, and I'll lead you at nighttime and I'll show you where to go. And there's gonna be explosions of the all spirit you. Yep. happening all around you. And you're gonna say, What is that? you know. Is that him like breaking up the evil, maybe. It could be, or it could be an explosion of the glory of God yeah. all mm-hmm. around you, you know. And if you follow the Lord and you follow his lead, he's gonna take you through that wilderness time, like it's a time of confusion, like you don't understand what you where you're going or what you're doing. It's a desert place, right? right. Mm-hmm. But he's going to lead you through successfully if you just follow his lead. Wow. You know? That's pretty amazing. That is good. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. I just see that in my mind when you tell me things, you know? And that's, I mean, I may be off, but that's just what came to my mind right away. It's the Holy Spirit's not off if he's leading that. Right. 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 And if there's more truth to be explored in that, then you just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal more to you about that. Right.
1: Right. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Wow. Well, you know, I want to talk about identity and how it filters through our imagination. Mm-hmm. I mean, we filter everything through our imagination, right? right? Who, yeah, who you are, what you can do, your circumstances, even the way you've been treated. And Andrew Womack gave an example of himself. And I just really thought this was great to hear before he understood the concept of spirit, soul, and body, his reflection, he says in his book, in the mirror, was the only me he knew. Others' opinions and his own feelings drove his life. He didn't realize the real him, his spirit, was created in God's image. Mm. That's this is good, yeah. yeah. And he began digging into the word to discover more about life, etc., And he discovered in 1 Corinthians 6.17 that he is joined unto the Lord in one spirit. And in 1 John 4.17, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So he began to realize that his spirit was identical to Jesus' spirit. And that he could do the same things he did. Mm -hmm. And God's word began changing his internal picture. And as that picture changed, so did he. Instead of seeing himself as an introvert in the mirror he saw Jesus living in him he didn't see a man with a little bit of Jesus's nature and a little bit of his own he saw a man God possessed someone complete and powerful able to heal the sick raise the dead and use the authority of Christ had given him that's good yeah. isn't it I mean you need imagination right to do that right once he saw those things in his imagination it was only a matter of time before he began seeing them in his life since then he's seen people healed of all kinds of things because he imagined it Yes, he
2: imagined it first right you yeah you
1: know right yep.
2: and, and he, he saw like it's like looking in the mirror he didn't see himself he saw jesus yes and you know that's again it's like what we talked about being a christian is little christ right right and so he saw christ in him you know not himself right but christ in him and that's what gave him the confidence and the power To do what he needed to do, and have the faith to believe it. Yeah, right. Right?
1: Yeah, and so many people, so many of us, don't see ourselves as God sees them. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, in two Corinthians, in two Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in us. Yep. In our spirits, we are pure and holy, full of God's power." Mm
2: -hmm. He said,
1: "If we choose to believe it, our spirits will dominate, trumping what goes on in the physical realm." But we first need to change our imaginations. Yeah, that's, that's
0: good. Good, you know. And there's two realms. There's the natural realm and the spiritual realm, right? Mm-hmm. So some can see in the spirit realm with their eyes open, right? Mm-hmm. But I have found that most people that experience the spiritual realm see it with their eyes closed through their imagination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's another book that we've talked about. It's from Bruce Allen, and it, the title of it's Gazing into Glory, and it's got some really good information in there too. And he says, for far too long, untold Christians have abided in the wilderness of the natural realm. Multitudes of believers have never been granted access to, nor tasted of, the goodness of the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, God scolded the Pharisees for not entering into the kingdom of God and for not permitting others to enter it as well. That's in Matthew twenty-three thirteen or Luke eleven fifty-two. You can look it up and read it there. We have allowed the dogmas and the doctrines of natural reason to replace some of the basic scriptural truths available to every believer. That's that religion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have been a body of believers as a whole that has been born with glaring handicaps when it comes to walking in the realm of the spirit. I say the wilderness of the natural realm because this realm is but a foreshadow of the true. And for most believers, this is also a wilderness journey prior to entering the promised land of which Jesus said he was going to prepare a place for us in John 14 2. You know, most of our churches don't teach this because they don't understand or know how to do it themselves. That needs to change. Mm -hmm. And it will now that we've entered the kingdom age. That's where God's leading us. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. And here's some more great information from Bruce Allen. He says, when we were born into this natural realm, we began to exercise our five natural senses, taste, touch, hearing, smell, and sight. And as we begin to grow, we learn through the process of trial and error through practice how to engage this natural realm with our natural senses. And yet, once we are born again and become children of God, we fail to grow spiritually in the same way. Is that a good point? Yes. And, and he says, why? If we are to be honest, it's because we have never been taught that this is even possible, let alone plausible. In essence, what we have done is to recreate a supernatural God in our image mm. based on our own understanding. That's good. In so doing, we have limited limited our birthright as a believer. And the ability given us at the new birth to become all that the word says we are Wow, Isn't that good yeah because the natural realm is more real and tangible to humankind than the spirit realm we settle for what we could see not for what has been purchased for us at such a high cost the blood of jesus and i want to tell you the realm of the spirit is more real than this natural realm we have been accustomed to this world is but a foreshadow of the truth that is to be found in Christ. And when we step into the fullness of what God has for us, when we begin to see what is really ours, it makes this world pale into insignificance compared to the vastness of what belongs to us as covenant children of God. This life then takes on its proper perspective. And I love what he says about this world is but a foreshadow of the truth that's to be found in Christ. You know, before I understood how my imagination works, I would not have been able to fully comprehend it. But now it makes perfect sense, and it's so very true. To most of us, the earth is big, and it's hard to understand that this pales in comparison to the spirit realm, which is infinite, mm. right?
1: Yes. That's good, Kathy. Thank you. You know, if you go to the Lord in prayer, you have faith that God is listening because you believe in Him, and when you wait on God, you trust He's there. Mm-hmm and when you're there don't allow distractions during prayer while allowing your imagination to flow right you know we can we all experience the overactive monkey mind mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yes and uh and very much so we we've said this before it's like you have to remove everything you possibly can that will block your imagination from flow. flowing yeah. right and i mean i personally i could recommend a process of what's called using a sacred word. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if there's a lot going on in the morning or wherever you sit in prayer and you need to really focus, yeah, mm-hmm. then you could use a sacred word like love, hope, faith, or Jesus. And you just bring that to the point of your focus. Mm-hmm. So it takes but, that distraction away. You're yeah. You're focused on Jesus or faith or. Right.
2: And that's not a, a new age thing or anything like that. No. or Meditative, you know, they talk about that, but it's like even when I go in in my prayer time in the morning, I may have a lot of things even early in the morning. I've already got a list going in oh, my yeah. head. When, right. when your of course. feet hit the floor, yeah. the enemy is yeah. working. And I just <laughs> basically, I, I sit on my couch and I put my, my hands on my face and close my eyes. And the first thing I say is Yahweh. You know, I'm engaging, I'm connecting with the Lord by just saying His name. And so that's that's how I get my mind in the right mode. Sometimes it's with a a sigh, ah, Yahweh, a Yahweh. I just want to be with you today. Yeah, you know stuff like that's that. That's good. That just helps you connect. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. good. You know, and once we get into the silence,
0: the quiet, God speaks to us. He's given us our imagination, and we limit ourselves and we limit God if we don't learn and use it as the Lord intended. So how many blessings have we lost out on because we place limits on God? This is something he's been speaking to me about over the past two months. So our God is a God of the impossible. There's nothing that he can't do. But we place limits on ourselves that could stop his blessings. For example, let's say you want to make a large purchase that you've been praying, standing, and contending for. And you place a limit on what you think that that should be. Let's say you're looking to purchase land and you think that 20 to 30 acres would be great. So you're praying for that 20 to 30 acres, but really you want close to 100 or more acres. When you think you will only get the 20 or 30 acres, that's limiting God. Mm -hmm. What if God wants you to have 200 acres? Well, the enemy certainly doesn't want you to have abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. So he whispers that you could only afford the smaller amount and you believe it. Mm -hmm. Don't limit God. He wants to bless you beyond what you can comprehend. So let him, let him bless you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. In limiting ourselves, I think most Christians limit themselves to the world's experience. Right. right? They don't let the word of God change their imaginations, mm-hmm. their narrow-mindedness. I agree, Kathy. We should not limit God. Yeah. And you know, we've spoken about decreeing and declaring, and when we do that. We believe, we see in advance.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: What God wants to bless us with. Yeah.
2: Right. You have a vision in your mind of what you're seeing. Right. And you you take action.
1: And you speak it out of your mouth.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: You imagine it and you, I mean, God's just going to, He's going to bless you. Mm -hmm. Right. When you're doing it the way you're supposed to be doing it, He's going to bless you. Right.
1: And back when you were saying that, you know, oh, is it 30 acres or the enemy's going to say, oh, you're greedy. Yeah. That's another thing He's going to put. That's another thing. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, So yeah. You should be happy with five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but our God is a is a prosperous God. Yes, abundantly over more than we could even imagine, yes. and He loves to bless us. Yes, Satan is stingy and He steals from us. Right. So that's what you have to keep in mind. The more you get into God's Word, the more you know the truth. Right. And God's characteristics. Right. Right. And so that's how you need to frame up your imagination.
1: Yeah. Right. Good. Mm-hmm. Really good. I just want to refer to John G. Lake's testimony about he was a well-known healer ministry minister, excuse me, in early 1900s. And he told of an experience in South Africa during an outbreak of the bubonic plague. Many people were dying and no one would bury the dead because of fear of touching anyone's body and contracting the deadly disease. Mm. Everyone except Lake. Yep. And a doctor asked him how he was protecting himself, and his reply was, "The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus was his protection, and that no germ would ever attach itself to him." Not many people would say that, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they simply terrified, right? And they simply cannot see it. But Lake did. Mm-hmm. And when the germs touched Lake's skin, they died. Yeah, that's that. You got that story from Andrew Womack because I read it too
0: yes yeah. and you didn't finish the last of it so Lake challenged them anybody that was saying to him that's not true how could that be mm-hmm. he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna prove it to you so they took a sample of his skin and they put it under a microscope and then they put that bacteria from the bubonic bubonic goodness mm-hmm. the plague on his skin and they watched under, under the microscope while that bacteria died the plague died, died. When it, because he prayed wow. that wow
2: dried up and died
0: right that's so Isn't cool. That cool that is so you cool. can't outdo god come mm-hmm. on no. yeah and i want to share an experience from my bible study we had the other day and it was during pre-prayer so there were probably there's probably 10 to 15 of us ladies that come for pre-prayer before bible study and lorna our amazing teacher yes. always asks us to close our eyes and just see what the holy spirit wants to do and as we were standing there i heard a waterfall behind lorna mm-hmm. it was loud it was real like I even opened my eyes several times. I don't know if y'all even, y'all, of course you didn't, you had your eyes closed. I would look around going, I'm thinking I was going to see it because it sounded so real. I looked at some of the other ladies around me wondering if they heard it too, but they all had their eyes closed. And then I knew I was experiencing this in the spirit room. And I waited to see what the Lord wanted to say. The water began to surround the feet of the ladies that were standing there. It gently just washed over our feet. And then the Lord spoke a simple but profound word. He said, the women in this Bible study are going to go much deeper with me I will not allow the water to go over your heads, but you will know me in a much deeper way. And it reminded me of Ezekiel 47, which is the chapter that talks about the water flowing from the temple. You know, it mm. just, it just... How it got deeper yeah. and deep. yes. It deeper. went to the ankles
1: and yeah. then the knees, knees and, and, then, the and, and then the neck.
2: Well, it was at flood stage. Yeah, it was they flood stage. They couldn't cross. Right,
1: right. And I was telling
0: Lorna about it afterwards, our teacher, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you need to talk to another one of the ladies here in the Bible study, because she just told me something similar. And
2: Kathy me, came over to me. And yeah, she knows, me Did you up. hear that waterfall? I'm like, Did and I'm like, y'all hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? They're like, i sure I didn't, you sure hear, it I didn't hear it. It was that real to me.
0: <laughs> wow. And so I asked Lauren yeah. the same thing. And she's like, no, I didn't hear it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, because it was just so real. Mm hmm. And when I talked to the other lady that was one of the other ladies in our Bible study, she said that the Lord spoke the same thing to her. about. She didn't see the the vision that I had, the, mm-hmm. the waterfall, or hear it. But she did say that he spoke to her about Ezekiel 47, the whole chapter about going deeper, 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 and that this group of ladies is going to go deeper in the Lord and it's not going to go above our heads. I was blown away.
2: So she, Wow. She, it's imagination. Yeah, she was imagining the scriptures about the water. You heard the water. Yes. How cool is that? Yes, so that's just confirmation, right. right? That the Holy Spirit was it's speaking that down. to our group. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I have an example of hearing God too. You know, like Kathy, she goes and waits on God, and we had done this book together,
1: understanding
2: yeah. about waiting on God. Right, is right. That Michael Van Vleiman yeah. yeah, Yes. Good and dog. so, you know, I decided I was going to practice that. I was going to try it out. Yeah. And I was just sitting waiting. I was sitting in my living room in a chair, and. I was uh, just practicing sitting very quietly and meditating on the ways that I connect with God, you know, in nature. That's just how I connect. Right. I'm a nature girl, you know. And I was using my imagination to think about how I like to just sit outside in my backyard and photograph my flowers, right. you know. And I love, I focus on the details of the flowers, and I, it just really takes me into a state of awe you know, of God for the way he designed each variation of flower. And I just begin to praise him, you know, for all that he's created. And as I began to do that, and I kind of put my state in that, I was imagining in my mind sitting out on my back patio and doing that activity, even though I was sitting in my living room in my chair. Yeah. And as I was meditating on that moment, and I still had my eyes closed, my ears picked up on hearing some shuffling footsteps coming across the room walking towards me. And my eyes were still closed. And in my mind, I just assumed that it was my husband, you know, because he had been upstairs. His office is upstairs. And so I just imagined it was my my husband was coming into the room because I just, he does that sometimes he walks up while I'm praying or something. And with my eyes still closed, I felt him put his hand on my cheek and sweetly kiss me on the cheek. And when I opened up my eyes, nobody was there. Mm. Wow. Did you get goosebumps? I did. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I mean, nobody was there and I immediately knew that was Jesus who came into the room and lovingly kissed me on the cheek. That's so awesome. So Is sweet. that freaking yeah. awesome or yeah. what? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we can use our imaginations See, just to connect Mel, with the Lord. It. Yes. You give him the chance yeah, and he'll take it for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. He'll take you. That's so good. So good. I need to practice that more. Yeah. You know, I need to do that more often. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in with the Lord in the mornings in prayer and hearing his words, but I need to practice those moments. We all do. Yeah. Yes, we so do. Yeah. because I, I want more. Yeah. So I Why need would to, not. I had to yeah. volunteer my time to do it. Right. Note to Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Note to Potter. Note to self. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, our our imaginations are powerful. It's like our spiritual womb. Mm-hmm. And just like a woman cannot give birth without conceiving in her womb, you cannot give birth to the plans and promises of God without first conceiving them in your imagination. Yeah, As the woman is intimate with the man, a seed must be planted. The same is true for every believer who wants to receive something from God. He or she must become intimate with God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, Good. very true. Yep. I would. I'll just give a couple examples of using my imagination. Mm-hmm. I usually get impressions. Like there's a variety of examples oh, yeah. of them, but Me, one too. might. You do. Yeah, oh, yeah. One might be like an unction to speak to someone, right? Or rather, listen to them in a right. store. They seem troubled, or they just want to talk to somebody. And um, the impression could be
0: him speaking a word to you. And and you keep hearing that word over yep. and, and then you're like okay I'll go write it down Lord it's mm-hmm. <laughs> not right right or a Bible verse you know He could give you uh, impress upon you a Bible verse that's mm-hmm. a, applicable to whatever you're dealing with right or that somebody else needs you know help with it could be a picture in your mind it could impress upon you a picture in your mind. And you just, you know, let your imagination go mm-hmm. when he does that, because he'll speak to you that way. Because you might get a picture right. in
2: your mind and go, why am I thinking
0: about that? Yeah. Just right.
2: ask the Lord. Lord, why did you right. bring that to right. my mind? right You know?
1: Yeah. He, he
2: wants to say something to right. you.
1: He works through our imaginations. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like divine appointments. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Right. It is. Right.
1: And, you know, I had a similar situation, too, Laura, um, when I attended a conference called Kairos mm-hmm. at church. And... I sat in the uh, in the row, and there was a woman not directly behind me, but a couple of seats over. And it was—I think we were during worship. We were having worship. I'm not sure. And all of a sudden, I just felt something tap my shoulder. And this is a very heightened spiritual experience. It's it's very freeing and beautiful. This conference. And I turned around and I asked her if she tapped me on the shoulder. And (laughs) she was the lady
0: sitting behind you.
1: (laughs) She, she was sitting, like, diagonal behind me. A distance behind her. A distance, not, not like right, right behind, behind, behind me. Her. Right. Right? And she laughed. She's like, ha, <laughs> Yeah, like, that's she, not me, honey. <laughs> that was not me. Like, that was Jesus. She knew that was the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Saying, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. You're right where you need to be. Mm-hmm. It was quite beautiful. So good. Yeah. Wow. You know, some other uses of my imagination are, I, I might hear music in my sleep. or wake up to a christian song me too
2: do you do that yes (laughs) okay i have to tell you i've had dreams right because the lord gives me so many dreams Uh uh-huh and i wake up with a song in my head and it's not even a christian song yeah you know like i was having this one dream one time and i woke up hearing it's the end of the world as we know it you know and I, I was like, Wait, what? You know <laughs> What did you like, try to say, Lord? But see that song had to do with my dream. Yeah. And he was giving me a song to wake up to that just connected with it. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. That's but wild. I do wake up with music in my Ready head to. a lot of times. Or words or sentences. Praise or, song. You know, yeah. it's like, well, I know which song I'm gonna be singing this morning in yeah. worship time with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he already gave it to me. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: You know, sometimes it can come as a heightened awareness. Yeah. like I'll be driving down the road, and you know how our highways here—it's just a lot of concrete, right? You live right. in Texas, yeah, but <laughs> Dallas. it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. A lot of concrete, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool when you see the one, just like pink wild flower growing in like one of the cracks or mm-hmm. greenery. So yeah. how, it's like how does that greenery grow? Right, there's so much it concrete here. The mm-hmm. way it does. Um, I love looking. Into the clouds, mm-hmm. I do too.
2: She shows us pictures of the clouds that she took. Pictures of the clouds that she took out on the land a lot of times.
1: Yeah, where it just looks like the, there's an angel in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful.
2: But you know. you know, that's the Lord saying, "I'm here. My angels are all around you. Yeah. Just making
1: sure you know we're right. right here.
2: We're right here. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you need us."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I, and then I remember I've said here on episodes before. I think that. Right after my sister died, I don't even remember the length of time after she died, but I did have a dream that she left a note behind.
0: Oh yeah. And I opened up I remember this.
1: Remember and it was sealed and I opened it up and it said, It's so wonderful here you can't even imagine.
0: And that was in your dream. Yeah, I was in my did dream. did not leave that
1: note. No, she didn't leave the note. That was in mm-hmm. dream. That's
2: your imagination, guys.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm going to speak
2: to her right, in, right directly to her mind. A visitation in her dream. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Which gave you such comfort to your heart.
1: Yes, it did.
2: Yeah, yeah, it did. That's the Lord. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I used to, uh, I haven't done it in a while, but I write poems. Mm-hmm. And most of my poems have been about people, uh, relationships in my life, mm-hmm. and just who they are and the qualities in them and who they are to me. And I don't that it feels a lot of time like the pen's just flowing, right? Yeah. It's it's just unbelievable. I don't That's, know how to describe it, but yeah, it's Holy Spirit working through your imagination, and you just you just put it to to paper.
2: Well, yeah. you also the way you process your thoughts, you write everything down. You know, yes. we're we're working, you know, she's writing everything yeah. down, yeah. you know, taking notes. She but does. That's how you process. That's how you learn and retain that information. So your pen is like a connection to you, To It's your vessel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it really
1: is. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a poem one time about polo.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: you asked me, how, how did I do it? Right. It, because it just completely flowed. But I envisioned the whole process of the game, what goes into it. All the beautiful horses, right. you know, that are these amazing athletes, mm-hmm. and just yeah. as I envisioned the process and the game and the end of the game and how a pony gets MVP and they come up to the po- you know the trophy stand and stuff, right. but just envisioning that in my mind, I was able to write this poem. That's that's amazing. That's yeah. a gift. That's your imagination. It's a
0: gift. Yeah, yeah. I told you a long time ago. I barely knew you, and I told you that the Lord told me that you were going to be a writer do you remember that yeah i do but i never like and ever I envisioned myself i'd never doing this never knew this before about you but he just showed me that that you were going to be a writer she wow. writes
2: everything down anyway <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's going to be for his glory
2: and that's wow. how that's how i got poems too you know i see things oh, in yeah. my mind she shared hers about her sister that she wrote but I mean, she's she writes some amazing stuff, too. So. Well, and that's all the Lord. See, and yeah. it, you said that's a connection. It just flows. Right. And that's the way it works with me, too, is that it's just like I am just, you know, if you've ever seen the old quill pens, yeah. you know, the feather pens, uh-huh. well, they're hollow inside the feather. Right. It's hollow. And then, dip it. but you the have ink. to dip it and let the ink flow through that hollow tube right. to write the words like yeah. the old fashioned pens. And so I always have said, I'm just the quill pen and the lord is the ink. Yeah. The holy spirit's the ink that and just flows through. That's why I'm a scribe, right? That's yeah. what he told me. Yeah. And so yeah, writing the sister, my a poem about my sister, I would it was like the memories of the past just kept flowing through my mind yeah. and I would write them down just as I saw it. Yeah. That's that's how we we just let the Holy Spirit and the creativity just flow. God is our Creator, yeah. and He flows through us. Yes, mm-hmm. we all have that in common,
0: though. We're all writers in our own. It, it's a. It's an art. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing, right? And, and we're doing it to honor our Father. Yeah, give Him glory. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to share how I mm-hmm. imagine <laughs> in my intimate time with the Lord. So, we've talked about this, but I, I go where it's quiet, mm-hmm. and I know I won't be interrupted. Right. That's hard to do sometimes, but most of the time I start out with worship music. But when it's time to sit and wait upon the Lord, I turn my worship music down really low and I quiet my mind. I empty it of all thoughts. You know, some days that's harder than others to do this, but mm-hmm. I know I can't connect intimately with God until all of my thoughts about what happened that day or why I'm upset about something or anything else. The enemy tries to throw at me to keep me you know, away from God. Once I empty my mind and my heart of all those things, then I know it's just a matter of time before I will hear or see Jesus or the Father and sometimes even the Holy Spirit. I've seen all three of them. Mm -hmm. I close my eyes. After I get to that point, I close my eyes and I wait for something, a sound, the feel of a breeze, a touch, a smell. You know, sometimes I start by seeing shapes in my mind and I find myself asking the Lord, what am I seeing, Lord? What is this? And he'll usually tell me, Or the picture will become more clear in my mind. So other times I'm swept away and he takes me to different places. You know, those are really fun times. And sometimes when I see something, Jesus will ask me, what do you see? And I can hear the excitement in his voice. He's thrilled when we seek this intimate time with him. He loves showing off. He loves showing us the things of heaven. Mm -hmm. He just wants, he's so happy that we've got to that point, you know, that intimacy. But even though I love the adventures he takes me on, my favorite times are when it's just the two of us. Sometimes even God joins us. It's us sitting on, the, on a bench or sitting at the beach or swinging on a swing or sitting in the grass. It's the intimate times that I cherish the most. The love I feel when it's just us is incomparable. There's nothing like it. And I can ask him anything. And he always has an encouraging word. He gives me guidance and direction. And I always leave feeling refreshed and at peace. He wants nothing but the best for each one of us. And anyone can do this. This isn't for some people. It's for anyone who wants it. Right. You just have to learn how, Mm -hmm. you know, once, you know, I promise you it will change your life forever. And if you're interested in learning more about this, please reach out to us. I know we've mentioned a few books, but there are many more that we could recommend that will get you started on your journey. Mm -hmm. All right. It's time to close. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today on using our imagination.
2: Yeah, and we just want to close with this scripture from Romans 12 to do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect.
0: Yeah. And today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you, Caitlin. And I want to reference the books we mentioned earlier, Bruce T. Allen, that's Gazing into Glory and Andrew Wilmack, The Power of Imagination. Those are both really good yes, books. Yes, they are.
1: Yeah. And before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. We just want to thank you for
2: listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today, and we would love to hear from you, so email us at puretruthpodcast3 at gmail.com. All right, and please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzacker.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanauffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the
1: Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you and give you His peace. All right, until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy.
0: and join our community today.
2: Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.
1: Electricast.